0: Welcome, welcome. Get fixed the podcast. Another week, another day. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome, welcome, y'all. It's about that time again. Hot topic. Let's get right into it. College football. We got some uh some pretty good games last week.
1: It's start it's starting
0: to it start heat to up. Heat up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What was uh your most intriguing games you guys watched? I know we talked last week about Jalen Hurts and and Tua and, and Joe Burrow and uh, those guys uh, showed up this weekend. So, uh, what was uh, well, what were you guys' thoughts on the, on
2: those games? Period. Hey man, that LSU Florida game. Man, yeah, that's an instant classic. Instant classic. It made it sound like we know what we're talking about when it comes to sports stuff too. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie, because Burrows went out there and performed though.
1: That Notre Dame USC
2: game was a—I ain't gonna say it was a surprise, but because it's a rivalry lightweight, correct? Yeah, but i will be really surprised. Yeah, Uh I really was because I've seen USC play a couple times. I thought Notre Dame was gonna blow them out just Uh, because they played so good against Georgia. That's that's what I—that's what—that's what it was. But we already know. We already talked about Georgia for Gazy, so. And we found that out. Yep. I think Notre Dame is
0: like we like we said last week. We already thought they were, and I think USC plays up to certain opponents, and yep. then they they'll play down to like a Oregon State mm-hmm. and look terrible, you know. But then they'll look like they look against Notre Dame. So I don't know. I'm indifferent about it. I I don't think I was too surprised by it. Um,
2: but but the score I was surprised by was Wisconsin Michigan State. Wow. Thirty eight nothing. Hey, man. A goose egg. Man, they got four on the season already. Wisconsin, Wisconsin like, is the truth, man. Hey, and I was telling y'all that, but I'll I didn't believe their defense was that good. But Michigan State do got a little a nice little team on offense, and to shut them boys out, I'm like, what? Thirty eight nothing. I'm like, hold on, they hitting on the right
1: cylinders at the right time. Yep. They to go down to the horseshoe.
0: Should be a good game. Another score I looked at and it blew me off. Well, I don't think I was really surprised by it. Was the Louisville the Louisville score? Louisville Wake Forest. Louisville Wake Forest. Because one, I was looking at Wake Forest like they're nineteenth in the country and they're five and they're like who have they played? <laughs> right. You know, no, you know, nobody yet. You know, and I was like, okay, Louisville probably could could uh, win this game, and then they jumped out twenty eight to seven. <laughs> and then it just came down like back and forth, back and forth, and then they ended
2: up winning sixty two to fifty nine. Yeah, that's what I think. You know, and, and, I was about to say, I was about to say sixty. I thought it was sixty five to sixty two. Okay, that's that's crazy. And then the
0: Texas game, I, I thought that game was everything I thought it was going to be, even mm-hmm. though uh, Jalen Hurts, man, and and C D Lamb, you, you you brought him up last week, yeah. That uh, you know, do do he got a good receiver, or is it just him? I think it's a little bit of both. And you uh, saw Oklahoma. Get that signature win that you know we've been talking about talking about that them. that that they needed you know and uh, but Jalen Hurts he
2: mm-hmm. put on the show yes he did been putting on the show and I thought he they I honestly thought they would have won by more though I, I don't know why I'm just expecting more from them to, as far as their games and. and the teams they playing because they've been beating everybody by twenty five at least. They, they really only played. won by right one. Yeah, they haven't teams. really played.
0: And we, we said this was going to be their first test. We yeah, they I mean they passed
2: it easily. And then they play at Texas too. It was at
0: Texas. No, neutral site. It was it's neutral site. Kyle Kyle bone. Kyle Kyle Dallas. Ball. Yeah, they always play the game at neutral site. So I mean, we'll see what. But they, it's a rivalry also. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. So I mean, they 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 have like the. The potential teams to knock them off coming up here with West Virginia, and they still have to play (laughs) TCU, Mm -mm. Iowa State, Mm -mm. and uh,
2: Baylor. Baylor's undefeated. Yeah, we'll see how Baylor Baylor plays. Yeah, Baylor's undefeated, but they play. um, They play Oklahoma State this weekend. And Oklahoma State favorite only Uh by like one though.
1: How about that Clemson, Florida State, (laughs) drudging?
0: I think (laughs) Willie Taggart. This is last year, at Florida State. And I, I'll. Is Florida State just that bad now? Yeah, it, it's one of those. They, they got expectations, though, man. You know, yeah, because
1: they're though. Florida State. You yeah. know, Ward Dunn and Charlie Ward and Dion. De- you know what I'm saying? You know saying? <laughs> Dion De- <laughs> De- <laughs> De- yeah. Sanders. You know, uh, uh, Derek Brooks. They got some boys. Peter uh yeah, they got mean, even if you talk about now, you got Joiner. The, the, the corner Jordan. who the Lamar, Lamar, joiner. Marcus Joiner, yep. uh, Jalen Ramsey, Dalvin Cook, you know Dalvin Cook. They got some mm-hmm.
0: boys who came through there. Ryan Burns starting for uh, for the Panthers now too. But so they are bad. I just think it's expectation. Man, like it's the same thing how Miami was for those for those you know years where like you have expectations. Like eight wins is not enough for that type of caliber program, and they uh, ain't gonna have eight wins. That's, that's what I'm right. about to say. Are they gonna get eight wins? I'd be surprised they win f- five games. Yeah. And I just feel like he uh I wouldn't say Willie Tech getting getting the short end of the stick, but I don't I, I don't I don't see it panning out for him only because of those those expectations. Same way that You're right. you know, that uh Charlie Strong was at Texas. You know, I, I feel like he was the the best name out there at the time when he got the job. And it, it, right it, it wasn't the right person for that program. I don't. I don't know if Willie Taggart is the right person for Florida State. Right. Not saying that he can't do it. He's a, a great offensive mind, but it just seems like either he doesn't have his players, or it may be some behind the scenes stuff that we don't we we can't see. You know, so I don't know. I I, I hope you know it all works out. But I honestly, the way Florida State maneuvers, and you know, after Jimbo. Had had that run, and and before that, you know, Bowens there forever. Yeah. You know, you know they they have like a certain expectation where we win or we don't, and if you don't win, same with Texas.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you get out. You know, you, you only got a window.
2: You got win. to win. You got a short window. Yeah. You know, so same. Hey, with but you mean. know what I think else that we for we forget um, forget about Florida and the, the state itself. Remember when Florida State was big? It wasn't. It was just Florida, Miami, and Florida State. Now you got Florida Atlantic. Florida International, like they getting athletes. You UCF is cool. UCF, yeah. So now you got three other prominent schools. Now shoot, UCF was ranked higher than all of them at one point in time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So now I think that's affecting their recruiting. South Florida too. You remember yep. so, yeah, that's right. Now so we talking about teams when we was growing up, even my area, y'all areas, we even though they're different areas. Mm-hmm. we We talking about teams that didn't even exist. <laughs> now you got teams out there now that have college programs and now they're getting them. I think they're getting them one or two dudes. That's the pieces missing from Florida State or Miami being back to where they're supposed to be at. Yeah. Or what we accustomed to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's why I'm thinking is happening. Now they going to you know UCF. I really believe they're going to UCF. Central Florida. Yeah. 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 If you you know
0: depend on where you're at, in, in Central Florida. Yeah. Or, or Atlanta. Georgia.
1: Pretty. Georgia and Clemson Stone, a lot of them
0: also. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. so I, I, we'll see how that how that that pans out. See uh. Those so Sun Devils squeaked the win out man, after they bro. were down, you know, and, and you know, like, ever since, you know, Chip committed, it's kind of like, they on the, like, you see that, bo- that's bottom screen, like, what Arizona State doing? What do they hey, do hey do man, it's, I it's like, I have like
1: looked at Arizona State except their uniforms until, you know, committed.
2: until he decided he was going there, man, yeah, and it's like, honestly, man, they got a, they got a nice nucleus, man, they got a nice nucleus, it's like,
1: running back good, bro. you nope.
2: know, at, at, at your, there, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know Benjamin. Yeah, he good, but he not the one who impressed me, man. Jaden Daniels is the oh, truth, the, oh, the bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the he is the truth. He not like Trevor Lawrence came into a great situation. That's what made him look so good. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because they was already national champion, so you just coming onto a team that was already predicted to win national champion. Right. He's coming out of a situation where they didn't have no quarterback. They didn't, they went seven and six last year. You know what I'm saying? Had no expectation. I think I think they picked him to go seven to six this year. Again. Yeah. And they already have five wins. And if you have seen how he played, man, just I just I actually watched the whole game. You know what I'm saying? After we got back from watching um, you know what I'm saying, Hoban play. I actually went back and watched the whole game. Like I don't think I seen it on Sling or something at their house. And um just watching his poise. You know what I'm saying? Like his athletic ability is freaky because he he's like six four, six five, legitimately. He's the biggest dude standing in the huddle, tallest dude. Uh, um, his arm strength. You know what I'm saying? His reads. He only threw one interception so far this season. Oh, that's big for a freshman. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you've been in crunch situations. So. <coughs> yeah. So I think that was um, that was just a, definitely a big surprise. We'll see. Uh. Because they, they got some big games, in there, and that's kind of where, where, where we're heading
0: next. You know, big games of the week. Arizona State's first one pop up at Washington. I mean, excuse me, at Utah.
2: Utah. They're at Utah. so I, I like Utah, man. I always, yeah, I always yeah, like yeah, Utah. Hey, because they – and, you know, we. I'm a defensive guy, so I love they physical. And that's That's what we're going to see with Arizona State. Um, be How physical can they be? That, that's a
0: big game. Michigan at Penn State is a big game. Um, that could be a potential, you know – Penn, is Penn State favored? Yeah. Yeah. I got my little slip in my pocket. And then we got Oregon at, at Washington. You know, <laughs> So, you know, I mean, I think that's that's big for the Pac-12. PAC I think uh, Oregon has to run the table on that side to make them relevant. And I know Oregon plays Arizona State later on mm-hmm. down the line. So, you know, depending on how that go, you know, and both of those preview. teams keep winning, we could have, you know, a top 10 matchup. I think that's – their that tenth team? game, I yeah, second last week. I think the uh, second last week for both of those teams. So yeah. that could be big, you know. So and, and you know, ever since like I said, ever since Chip committed, you know, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the Pac-12 to become, you know, relevant. You know, and 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 how these teams uh, keep winning. So top four teams after last weekend. We, we talked about it last week, and I, I think Georgia's out of the picture now. We said <laughs> we, 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 we I, I think
2: we, I going to say we jinxed Georgia, but nope. I told no, you no, we man. already knew it though. We, we we all felt it in here, so it's not like we jinxed them. Like we knew, we just looked at them and like that's what y'all do. But honestly, I'm agree with the polls right now. I ain't gonna lie, I'm agree with the polls. They got it right right now. You Name know what I'm saying? I think them the top four teams, but. I'm still going to go with what I said, though. Until next Saturday, you're going to have to prove me wrong because I think I I just really believe in Wisconsin like that, bro. So who are your top four teams? The same ones they got right now. So it's what we got, LSU, Clemson, Alabama, O-State. That's my top four. But I just don't believe that's. I think that's before the season change, I definitely believe that's changing. You know what I'm saying? I only believe, like, two of those teams are going to remain. I think LSU might be one of them because they quarterback play. In the we'll SEC, yeah. He, yeah. he's he's played better than every other quarterback in the conference. You can't tell, like, even Tua. Yeah, I think he's played better than Tua, given, I think it's- given, given their competition. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's the same conference, but they played a little tougher opponents, a little bit more tougher opponents. I think Tua
0: is, like, more on the spotlight. So, like, we're kind of, like, used to seeing him on the spotlight. So, we kind of, like, brush, like – his completion percentage will go 26 for 29 for four touchdowns or whatever. And then we look at Joe Burrow and it's like LSU has a quarterback and like nation's on everyone's seeing it. Like he's on prime time and we're watching them just pick apart a Florida team, you know, and remember like they were down 21 to 28 going into the third quarter Mm -hmm. and end up winning 42 to 28. You know, I think uh, LSU's defense came up big when they needed to, as well. But you watch him orchestrate some of those drives, and uh, like I said, I, you know, Austin brought him up last week. Right now, I think after last week's performance, he uh, front runner from the Heisman right now. I think Jalen Hurts is number two. I still think two is number three, and then your boy Jonathan Taylor, just because you got to show them running back some love. And then I think mm-hmm. Kelly Bryant. I, I think is like a sleeper right now because Missouri is five and one and they're on that. A lot to- of people don't
1: like that transfer with how he did it. um uh, I love it?
0: it. I mean I I
1: love it, but a lot of other people don't like that how he left. You know what I'm saying? And it's a sore eye to a lot of different people. Um uh, even though in my eyes he did the best thing for him. And he he wants to play ball. God beat him out, took his spot, he left and went somewhere else to be able to play. Um, Same thing as Jalen Hurts. know. But uh, if I pick mine, Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, LSU 3, Clemson, and Oklahoma is tied for four in my eyes. I'm going to go –
0: I'm going to still go Alabama 1, only because – they have that pedigree, you know, and, and the Saban, it's hard, Saban. It's, it's hard to go against Nick Saban, right, now, even with the performance. Uh, and Texas A&M is a good team, and uh, they pretty much handled them. So I'll go Alabama, LSU because of that performance. I got a kind of a vendetta against Florida, and all my Florida guys I went to college with are always on my back about it. Um, but LSU, too, I'm going to go Ohio State, three, because I still think – yeah, uh, LSU re- really complete on Saturday. So, mm-hmm. uh, Ohio State three, and I'm gonna go Oklahoma four. Even though last week I said the champs, but I, I, it, I did say that. I think they slid. I, they slid because of they I played mean, Florida Balloon State. Florida out, but nobody talking about it. You know, like I, I think like right now we're prisoners of the moment. Like we saw, we saw Alabama handle Texas A and We saw Jalen Hurts was on the first game of the day. and He goes behind the back.
1: <laughs> that was that, like you said, that was his Heisman
0: moment. Heisman moment, you know. So I feel like and two I, people had Heisman moments this weekend. And 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 I feel like Oklahoma's defense is a lot better than what th- people think. Than what people think this year. Um, so th- those are my top four, you know. And right now we can talk about the Heisman too. You know, and I, I feel like Joe Burrow's number one, Jalen's number two. And then it's Tua because he's just Tua, and we can ask that question: Is it really Tua,
2: or is it his receivers? Because he got yeah. he got rocked out. That's what I want to say: is his receivers. He got some boys. Man, he got a lot. He got he, he got more than what Jalen got. He got more than what Burrow's got. They three four deep.
1: I don't know about Bur-
2: Burrow. Yeah, Burrow's got some boys too, though. But is they better than? The Receivers at Alabama, though we have to see. I mean, hey, don't re- coming up, it's coming up soon. So don't, don't, we don't the, see the only reason I
0: say that is because again, Alabama's always on the prime time. We talk about Alabama more, so you see, um Jerry Judy, you see mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs, you see Jalen Waddle, and uh, the other boy I can't remember what his, what his name is, it's gonna hit me. Um, but but you see, he got four receivers, you know, and he got a running back you know, that that has more receiving touchdowns than than rushing. But you see, the kid is huge. So I, th- I think it's, it's just like Alabama Tua is on that spotlight. So um, those are, you know, my four Heisman guys are my top
2: Heisman guys. Let's talk about Lynn Bolton performance. Wow. Yeah, incredible. That's why he was Mr. Football in Ohio. One of the best sports when you come to football. For our listeners, Lynn Bolton is uh, a local kid down the road from us uh,
0: up in uh, Warren, Ohio. Um, Harding. Shout out Harding. Yeah, shout out Warren Harding. I uh, played there three times in high school. Um, we, we won uh, one of those games out of the two. I was there. Out of the three, excuse me. But if anyone has a chance to go check out his senior highlights, y'all should go look at his senior highlights because he pretty much dominated everybody he played his senior year. And it, it, it's just good, you know, the nation saw him, you know, and, you know, we know here in Northeast Ohio. That what, what, what the nation saw Saturday is what we saw
1: by his senior year in, in high school that had a lot of conversations coming up as him being one of the top players in the area in a,
0: in a long time. Let's talk about his numbers first. So... Seven for eleven for seventy eight yards, one touchdown. The thing that jumps out is uh twenty four carries for one hundred and ninety six yards and two touchdowns. We're talking about a quarterback, um, in the SEC. Yeah,
2: you know, we're talking about a guy that played wide receiver last year. <laughs> all this year. All this year up until this game. So to go in there and do that is is amazing. Yeah, but again, he's naturally a quarterback.
0: You know, it's just one of those things where. You're an athlete. You want the coaches want to get you on the field as fast as possible. So you do whatever you need to do. And now do you move him back to receiver? I'm not sure what the situation was. Was the quarterback hurt or was he just thrown into the into the moment? I'm not sure about that, but you know he he willed him to a, a win. I mean, again, it's Arkansas, but it's SEC is SEC. So I think that's uh that's pretty good to see. And it like I said, it, it it raised a question because our guy uh D Rich TV said three years ago that he is the best player to come out of Northeast Ohio in the last fifteen years. Best offensive player. And that raised some questions. So Question of the Week. Question of the week. And we actually uh polled this on uh Facebook, and we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of names, and I got some heat from mine as well. George, top five offensive players in the last 20
2: years. Top five offensive players. That you've played against or have seen personally. Well, remember, I'm older than y'all, so I ain't playing against none of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. But we just talked about one. Leon definitely got to be on the list. Uh um, and then we'd go to Canton McKinley. Um uh, what's, what's Br- Brinson's first name? Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Brinson, definitely seen him play. He was a great talent. Um uh, then the dude from North Canton, Eric Howard. He was probably the one of the coldest guys I ever seen. Speed-wise, he got good size. And he didn't just do it for one year. With Brinson, I think Brinson had a great senior year, and that's what it was with him. But with um uh, with Howard, no, nah, he had a sophomore season. He had a junior season. He had a senior season. It's just unfortunate that he made bad choices um after high school. For our yeah. listeners, George is uh, from Alliance, line, so he's, he's a star county guy. Star, so I'm, he's a star county guy. But that don't mean <laughs> nothing because my next pick is going to be Tyrell Sutton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sutton, I mean, he he ran the ball, he caught the ball, and he played on a Hoban team that's nothing like the Hoban teams that we know of today and 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 up until what 2 years ago, Lynn? Maybe 3 years ago he was an all-time leading rusher in the two whole years. state of Ohio 2 years ago. In the
1: state of Ohio. In the
2: state of Ohio, state of Ohio with 7600 yards rushing or something crazy like that. It's like 90. It was 96? It's like it's like, it's like 90. Oh, no, it was 96. It's almost 10. Oh, no, you just yeah, you just posted. It was almost 10,000 yards in four almost seasons, 10, bro. 000. That is that is that is unreal. And then my final one would be whew, that's kind of harsh. It is like the fifth one. If I was, let me try
1: like, to look over here at my list, no, I ain't looking at your list because, <laughs> hey, like he
2: just said, he said Stark County, okay? He said I'm from Stark County. We are talking about 15 years. We went back. We 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 polled the question in
1: 1998.
2: It can be it can be defensive players. I was sticking to the offensive side. Yeah, he was sticking to the offensive I'm side. Stick to offense. This look, we are just we're an offensive mind. Yeah, look, we stick offense because it was easier to find this, you're and then we go dick. Are you
1: still looking over here? Man, I, mean, I ain't
2: list. looking at because my last one is my hometown boy. I'm All sorry, right. EJ yeah, Lilly. EJ Lilly. EJ okay. Lilly. I'm sorry. EJ wasn't as big as everybody though. Like he wasn't as big as Brunson. He wasn't. He wasn't as big as Howard. He wasn't even as fast as none of them dudes. But he was very, um, quick and very agile. 1800 yards on like 120 carries, 30 something touchdowns. Uh, he ended up c- supposed to be coming to Akron with us, but he ended up at Cincinnati, and then he finished out Mountain Union. But that would be my, my top five right there. Uh, Lynn Bolton, Brunson, um, Sutton, Howard, and EJ. Best offensive guys I've seen. Now, I'm not taking away from nobody what they did, but we talking about people I actually got to see play, and I actually got to see all them play. You know what I'm saying? Like, EJ was coming to college, supposed to be coming to Akron U. So, you know, I was pumping him up. Like, hey, man, come play with us, man. Come play with us. You're going to start, you know what I'm saying? So, and he would have if, you know, things wouldn't have worked out. I mean, things would have worked out, he would have started for sure. But I'm not top five right there. Offensive players. Go ahead, Weedy, because you're already smiling, bro. Go ahead and give me your top five. Cause you know, you if we talk about ninety eight, don't you fit in that category somewhere, bro?
1: <laughs> I can't, I can't pick myself. <laughs> Who said we couldn't? <laughs> but my top five players is uh, a little different. Um, I do agree with, uh, and I think we have a a unanimous choice in Lynn in Um But one guy that I I watched. Um, My cousin played on the team uh, and I got to see him play a few times. And the stuff I saw him do on the field, I never saw anybody but Barry Sanders do it on the field. And that was Marcus Sanders from Ravana. And he was probably the best player I ever saw play on offense. he was kind of, it was Barry Sanders. He, no line. He lined up 10 to 15 yards deep. They're tossing the ball. He run left. He run right. He run left. He run right. He he made the, I'm seeing him make the whole team miss twice in the same play.
0: I'll get into that. <laughs>
1: you know, and, and then break it for 85, you know. So Marcus Sanders was probably in the past 20 years, the best player I have ever saw my own two eyes play the game, and uh, that including high school, college, and pro.
2: Oh yeah, he was uh, he
1: was that good.
2: Like it wasn't um, just one or two years; it was his whole high school career. He, he was uh, uh,
1: he was amazing. Um, another one uh, a lot of people won't 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 think I'll, I'll pick, but I, I played against this kid, dude, um, and he took Orville to the state championship as a true freshman. And that's Justin Zwick. Why wouldn't people agree with that? He on my list. I w- I w- the things Justin was able to do on the high school level before this no huddle, running gun uh, type of offense, I actually played against him. uh man devin jordan was one some of his guy. wide receivers guy. um shout out to devin uh but devin was one of his wide receivers and and some of the stuff Justin Zwick was able to do on that mashlin football team uh with Sheppis at the court at at the head coach. It was amazing man um uh, watching him on film preparing for him and I remember playing against him, and I was a senior. And um, I'm playing the left corner. He throw the ball to the to the right side. So I go on to the right corner. He throw the ball to the left side. So I go back to the left side. He throw the ball down the middle. So I go to free safety. He throw the ball to left, right, left, right, left, right. And I'm like, man, he just won't throw the ball my way. And after the game, he shook my hand told me, good game. And he was like, everywhere you went, we was going opposite. Like, <laughs> dang, you know, like, I can't get no work. No, not today. And, and they kicked our butts. Uh, my senior year, um, so that's four, and, and and my my fifth one. I mean, I got five, six, seven. I probably got like eight, but it, it, it's tough. Um, only because I. I got to see spurts of him, and, and the spurts that I did get to see, and, and even this, he even tell you, he's not the best running back in his family, <coughs> and and that's Tyrell Sutton, um, kid ran for five hundred five yards in one game, um, which was amazing, but if if you know the Sutton family, and and you know Tony, uh, his older brother.
0: Tony was a better player than Tyrell. Tony played in the same conference I played in in, in in college. And Tony's the conference all-time leading rusher, all-time leader in touchdowns, and all-time leader in all-purpose yards. Mm. For only being there, I think he was only there two years. T- Tony, That's crazy. We're talking 10,000 yards.
1: If, if Tony was on the same team that Hoban has now, he'd probably be the best player in the nation. That's how good he was. But his I got to I got to see Tony and he was not on a very good Hoban team and he did not get to play as much uh, as he should have at Hoban. Um, that's one of the reasons why he was at Wooster. Um, but he gave his little brother everything he needed to go out there and be a very successful running back. And um, Tyrell took everything Tony had, and he put his own little juice in it. And just to see Tyrell play the game, how the game should be played from that running back position, um, blue collar, was special. Um, You know, he can get the ball 40 times a game. And the first time he got it, how hard he ran, and when he got it on that fortieth time, that how way. hard he ran. The same exact way. And I can respect that because I played the position. Um and I can I can give Marcus Sanders, Lynn Bolton, Justin Zwick, Tyrell Sutton, and and this fifth one. It's tough for me, Uh, (laughs) but you know what? I coached this kid, and I I got to see it firsthand for three years. uh, How he how he came to the game, uh, and what he meant to his team, what he meant to his city, uh, and that's Tyson Gully. There wasn't a kid that played harder than that kid on the field at any time. And you're talking about, man, we can talk about Eric Howard, who two-tied, Mr. Football, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, Ted Ginn. I mean, even Trey Tucker from last year. You you can talk about all those kids. Um, But I was able to watch Tyson grow. I was able to watch Tyson put his whole team on his back. I was able to watch Tyson play running back, quarterback, wide receiver. Uh, I was watching him play corner, free safety, strong safety, uh, putting him at, in our four two five, putting him at a dog rover and blitzing him off the edge. Uh, and I didn't have to coach that kid at all. If I told him what to do at corner, He knew what the free safety had to do. He knew what the rover had to do. You know, and he was the same thing on offense, defense. He was our long snapper. He was our uh, kickoff guy. Uh, He was our return specialist. You know, it it was watching that kid play. I just, it's hard for me not to put him in the top five that I saw play uh, in the last
0: 20 years. Definitely. I played against Tyson. I was it was my senior year and he started as a freshman and uh he had a a pretty decent game against us, pretty you no know, pretty solid game. Um I know one time he lined up at corner and uh he always talks to me about this is uh I checked out of a play originally I'll be called and I checked to a slant and uh Jay Wolf took it to the house. But that was because he uh he backed off a little bit and I saw he was off off coverage and I and I checked out the play and know. Uh, he Took it to the house, so uh, Ty Tyson was a a good player for me seeing him that his as a freshman, I didn't get to see him his next three years because I was in college, but um, definitely I, I can't disagree with that. So, my uh, and I'm gonna go from five up, and it's I got a tie between Justin Zwick and Tyrell Sutton at number five only because. The, the times I saw Justin Zwick play was on APS, the old APS channel. Channel 15. Channel
2: 15. And you know what happened at Dark Jumping? When uh <laughs> That's when, on that same channel. When, when he
0: would play against uh, Garfield and Bookto, um I saw him one time live, I, I think it was the regional, the regional final when they played uh McKinley at the rubber ball. Me and my dad went and saw that game live against Tyler Everett and them mm-hmm. and the McKinley boys at the Rubber Bowl, and uh, that was a pretty good game. And uh, Tyro Sutton, I mean, you heard what the guy said; pretty much self-explanatory. Um, I got to watch him as a sophomore play against us in the playoff game, and uh, he he gave us what what he, what he gave everyone. He didn't give us five hundred yards, <laughs> um, but you know he he did what Tyro Sutton does. So. Number four, and I know uh, my Bookto family is going to remember this guy because he still gets talked about a lot. Dan Bash from Walsh, the Bruiser. (laughs) And and me growing up as 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 a as a Bookto kid and and watching, you know, I was always, you know, I would say bred to look at like Bookto defense as like gods, gods, yeah, like nobody's doing anything against us. And when I saw this this dude run all over all over book though. And I was like, man, who is this guy, you know, from wash, you know? And they're like, Oh, that's Dan bash. That's all you kept hearing is bash.
1: Dan bash on the
0: kick. Dan bash, man. So, uh, he, 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 in my top five, because we, you know, I I saw him live, you know, and then my next three, man, I think all these guys could be interchangeable, but Zach Kalaros um, is a pretty good friend of mine. Um, I remember meeting him at a Toledo camp and talking to him. But Zach Kalawas played for Steubenville. Um, kid was 30 and 0 as a starter. Okay. Two state championships in a row. Hmm. And, uh, 30, and 30 and 0. Didn't win Mr. Football, but was 30 and 0. Wow. Had a great career at Cincinnati uh, to go for Tony Pike when, okay. when uh, okay. Okay. Oh, Marty Gere exactly. yeah. and those boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he right now is in his like. Eighth or ninth year in the CFL, okay. right now. So he's still playing, but this kid went thirty and zero high school. That place doing really? Yes, sir. Okay. They beat us three times in two years. But So my 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 junior year, and we opened the season off with them with the loss, and then that same year we lost a game for the state championship against them boys at at the old Fawcett. It's not called Fawcett now, but it's where Cam and Kelly play. And then they came back and beat us. My senior year, you know, it was to the point like that old those Stupid were rivalry really got like rejuvenated over those three games. So, um, and I got a lot of respect for him because the way, you know, I admired how he controlled tempos, how he controlled the game. And, uh, regardless of, you know, going down there and playing in that, that stadium is crazy. Um, I respected that dude, um, pretty much off of, you know, uh, a, a camp with him. At Toledo, just, you know, most guys at that time when you play someone that you got to play, it's like, no, we're not talking to them. We talking to them. Mm-hmm. No, we we had like a a, a really great conversation and, and, you know, competed that whole time. We was at the Toledo camp. So Zach Kalaros, man, that, that's my guy. And uh Mario Manningham, number two, you know, you know everyone remembers this guy from Michigan and playing in the, playing in the Super Bowl. You okay, man? I'm good. <laughs> Mario Manningham. And I watched this dude, like, really tear us apart, man, as a, book though, as a young Bukto kid, man. And he's probably, like, the fastest player that I've ever seen in my life stop on a dime and continue to keep moving, you know. Um, and if you ever played at Mullencoff and Warren Hardy, when they score, they shoot fireworks off. So, like, the bands in the back, they're playing, like, drumline. They're loud. And their announcer is amazing. He sounds like Vern Lundquist, that dude mm-hmm. that does those SEC games. Like, he's mm-hmm. like a professional. And then you got him scoring, and they shoot all these fireworks off. Damn, man, man. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy. And the school on like, a corner. So, like, it's just wild. So, you drive by, and it's all lit up. So, I watched him. And then we all have a consensus on this guy, Marcus Sanders. Um is the greatest player, high school player that I've, in my 30 years of living, that I've ever seen. And I saw him one game. And again, when you grow up uh, in as a Bogdo kid, of defense are looked at as like, guys, like no one's going to do anything to him, this and that. And like, as Weedy said, he shook dudes two and three times on one carry, you know? And, uh, he, 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 was, he was that good of... He was that cold, man. Um, so, those are my top five. Um, and, yeah. So, we'll get into...
1: Marcus Sanders was the truth, man. Oh, yeah. Man. I, I, wish, I wish some of these kids now can see how he played, man. And uh,
0: some of the stuff he had to do to get... Six yards. If 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 you saw Marcus Sanders in today's game, he would probably rush for twenty four hundred yards easily. So if, if just to give you guys like an idea of who Marcus Sanders compared to, if you guys ever watch uh, the kid Marco Parks from Orville, he's like ten times better than him, but they play the same way, and he's probably twenty pounds heavier and yep. three inches taller than, yep. him than that kid. But they play the exact same way. Just a different era, different time frame. So that's a, a, a really good comparison of market centers in today's game. If the young kids want to look at Markel Parks and then just imagine a kid that's twenty five pounds heavier than him, three inches taller than him, playing running back. So let's get into Gridiron story. Gridiron story for today.
2: Biggest time we were shook, basically.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. So today's gridiron Story topic. When was a time that football overwhelmed you? So I'll I'll talk about mine first. So mine, the, the, the time that football overwhelmed me was my junior year in college. And it wasn't that we got beat down or anything like that. It was my first night game since high school, so like getting prepared. And I'm very superstitious about a lot of stuff I do, especially with football. So Saturday morning games, you get up, you go eat, uh, you go team meet. You got church or mass, what you know, whatever your religion is. You got that time period, and then specialties out first. Returners kick, you know. So game start at one. Returners out probably 11 o'clock. So you got all your your, your, your routine not that day you know you could sleep in a little bit more and what I did before all my games I stayed up late on purpose just so I could sleep on a bus or just so like I can just get up and I would wash clothes but I had done all that and got up or whatever and we're playing a 7 o'clock game two hours away you alright man? <laughs> We over here last I'm, I'm talking. About, yeah. So, so I'm playing. And I'm getting ready for this game. It's a seven o'clock game, and uh, I was just happy that I was playing another night game. Um, and it was my first one since high school, and uh, I was completely out of it for the most part. Um, just because my excitement took over my actual focus for the game, and. Uh, I wouldn't say I had a, a terrible game. If you look at the numbers, but in my opinion, it was bad. Uh, I didn't break as many tackles. I didn't get as open. I dropped a couple of passes, and I fumbled a, a kick return. So, I mean, Come on, Glenn. I, yeah, man, I, I fumbled the kick. I fumbled the kick return, and uh, I just feel like just that moment took me out of my entire game. Um, just being like hyped to play a night game, you know. Like I said, it's my first like, night game since. Since high school, you know, I'm three years into college, and we're about six or seven games into the season, and now I'm playing my my first night game. So, um, I was out of it from the time I woke up that day.
2: <laughs> Man, my that um, was already done. Yeah, my um, my first overwhelming moment. Well, my biggest overwhelming moment was uh, my junior year. Was just crazy. Um, I had lost my uncle that year. You know, later on that year but it just started off bad cuz we played number 1 Nebraska at Nebraska um we on the turf it's 105 on the turf you know and they rotating people in like i ain't got no backup <laughs> but they rotating three three linemen in it, like every four plays but really the biggest the biggest moment that was overwhelming is when we was at LSU 1997 we 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 already played Nebraska first then we played Miami of Ohio, who the week before, that first week, they knocked off – I want to say they knocked off Michigan State or Virginia Tech. You know what I'm saying? So, we basically basing, playing three top 25 teams, essentially, maybe first week of the season, first three weeks of the season. So, we get down there. I'm hyped. I'm like, man, we about to play LSU. Then we driving back through there. I'm like, hold on. Where we going? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it changed my whole – said when we going back through there you see the swamps like it's really some swamps down here we get off the bus all right I'm hyped I'm ready to go then this dude come out of nowhere with no teeth no nothing tiger bait tiger bait tiger bait hell I man I'm like if you don't get on my face <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I started to be okay I'm seeing this serious man we got suited up everybody ready to go we hype but we ran out that tunnel, and it was a big tiger right outside our door. That changed my whole perspective for the rest of the game, bro. <laughs> I swear to God. Hey, Cats was running back into the locker room. Like, man, they got a tiger. Like, they didn't have him in the fence, bro. They had a six-pound tiger with eight people holding him right when we ran out. 600 pounds? 600 pounds. No, it's got to be bigger than that. 600 pounds. Yeah, about 600 pounds. Yeah, that's what that's about the average of them. Yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And then 104,000. That was the first time I had ever been in a stadium that big. I thought I was ready for that game. And then you get out there, and you got to go against Kevin Falk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kevin Falk, Don't Mark chat. Roman, Cecil De Diesel, Collins, uh, David LaFert used to play for the Cowboys. He was they starting tight end, Bubba McFarland. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about the first, especially that, that year myself, 97 was overwhelming. They had, we played 45 dudes. That got drafted that year. You said Booger McFarland? Booger McFarland. Yeah, that played for Tampa Bay. Right beside Warren sack. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was 45 dudes my my 97 year that got drafted in the first five rounds that we played against. 45. Nebraska had 13. LSU had 8. That's 21 dudes in the first. Like, that was overwhelming, bro. But you know what happened? I grew from that. Like, we, we got our butts whooped because we only had four home games that year at Akron U. We played eight road games. And, hey, we had one in between the first five that was on the road against them three, and then the last three out of four was at home, you know? So, but that whole season, it, it grew me, though. I'm not going to lie because, like, that's probably my worst of season. But right after that, 98, great season. 99, great season, you know what I'm saying? But – that right there, that whole season overwhelmed me because we really thought, especially after coming off a 96 season with Jason Taylor and top 25 defense. And, you know, we was four and six where we lost four of them games by a total of 20 points. Right. You know, we, we feeling like we, we about to be the, you know, the top dogs in the, in the match. Man, after that beating before we got into the MAC play, bro, <laughs> I was like, "This is overwhelming, man." I'm never, and we had played Virginia Tech, but we had played them at home. We had played some other schools in '95 and '96, uh, but that was just super duper overwhelming, man, because you wouldn't imagine running out to 104,000 people like that. Right. Well,
1: my, mine's is a little different.
2: It's not college. Mines
1: is my first. High school start down at used to be it's Tom Benson Stadium now used to be Fawcett Stadium against the Camp McKinley Bulldogs. Uh, I was a sophomore starting, and you know, five foot five, hundred and thirty pounds, and you know, uh, that's Mike. That was after Mike Dawson's senior year and Ken Peterson and all those guys had just left. So McKinley was coming off a national championship and I'm going in and I'm about to play against a team that just came off a national a championship. championship. They just won off back to back state championships and I'm making my first start on varsity football at Foster stadium arguably one of the best stadiums uh in in the country High the school football the fame. now yeah, yeah. it's a hall of fame stadium and then, yeah and well they are in the conversation is top, top but you know i am i think i'm prepared you know i'm going into uh the scrimmages and you know i forget who i forget the other scrimmages we had but i know we scrimmaged springfield that year at springfield you know, I had a couple of nice runs. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling good by myself. And, you know, I had my cousin. He was the other running back, totally opposite. Chris Guthrie was five eleven, six six foot, 200, 210, you know, running back. I'm 5'5, 130 pounds <laughs> in the T. I'm the other running back. So, um, I, I walked out there for warm-ups like, you know, it is not that big, uh, you know, not that big of a deal. Ain't nobody out there. While we warming up, we're in a huddle. I uh, mean, in the locker room, do our prayer. We come out, and it is packed at Foster Stadium. And, you know, it, when, I, when I came out of the tunnel and I looked up at the stands, and I seen all those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's where I was said, "Uh oh," you know what is this about to be like. You know what I'm saying? And you know, once once you got in the game, I I I pretty much got it got it going. And but after the game, I mean, we we went to overtime with them that year. Okay, and so after the game, it was still a like. I just played at Fawcett Stadium. Yeah. You know, I just played against Camp McKinley. You know, two years ago I was at the Rubber Bowl watching them play against San Ignatius and in the playoff game. And Cam Peterson walked past me, and you know, I'm short. I'm uh, I'm probably five foot then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I look up and I swear he was about nine feet. You know I I said dang I got to play against these dudes you know this what this what high school football is about right right <laughs> you know so after standing next to them and seeing them, and then having to go down there and play at their home field, that first game of my of my high school uh, experience, it w- it was a shell shock at the beginning. Um, ended up playing the game with no problems. You know, I didn't really think about it during the game, but then after the game,
0: It, it hit me again. That's a tough place to play. It, it it was like a
1: blur, like during the game, but then after the game, it was like wow. You really just played at Foster Stadium, you know, and then we turn around and in two weeks we go down and play in Massillon. So, uh, you know, that was my shell shock uh, coming out my first my first. Ever high school game.
2: Yo, yeah, I'm glad I never, being a Stark County guy, I'm glad I never had to face both of them at the same time in the same season. We used to have to scrimmage every them. year. Man, yeah, yeah, the the we we did go play them. They did you know, the the scrimmage one and play the other or scrimmage the other and play the, you know, that's how it was for us. You
1: no, know, my, my three years of playing varsity football, we played, <coughs> no, two years. My two years of playing varsity football, my sophomore junior, we played McKinley week one. We played somebody else week that's two, crazy. and we went down and played Mashlin week three, and it, it was always a game, you know. So uh, I think that was that that prepared a lot of us to come play in city yeah, after them a, after them three out of city games. Oh yeah, you was ready to come play. In that's the city.
0: a tough. I mean, I think that's one of the toughest stadiums I played in. I, I think Fawcett – Maslin, of course. Maslin is probably the loudest because uh-huh. it, 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 they shoot them fireworks it, off, uh-huh. too. It's just crazy. Mullenkoff out there at Warren Harding was crazy, too. And Steubenville, man. Because
1: yes. Steubenville, I drove down there to a game. Steubenville, like, oh, it, Lord.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, they, they call it Death Valley for a reason. It was the first time we saw like uh, a video screen other than that, Maslin, and they're shooting. Fire out, out the Mustang.
2: Uh, yeah, they got a big the Mustang
0: The yeah. Mustang. And you know, my first time being down there, and you know, you hear about the book on Steubenville Rivalry, but it, you don't know anything until you actually get there and you start seeing it and it gets crazy. So, you know, and we had to do that pretty much every year in high school go to those three places and, and, and try to scrape a wind out, you know, and, and those places, you know, visitors don't
2: really come in there and get and get uh, and get don't. wins. You yeah. know, because it's tough. Hey, just uh, just imagine this though. I
1: think Stoomville got like eight home games this year.
2: Yeah. Right? Just just imagine though, growing up, my uh, my uncles and them, they was in the conference with all three of them. It was called the All American Conference, where it was Stoomville, East Liverpool, Niles McKinley, which was tough back then. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Master McKinley. It was all in the same league, bro. Like just imagine playing, man, bro, that's a just imagine playing all three of them, man, every year. That was good when I was growing up. Huh? Yeah, the house was good. Yeah, yeah. they were. They, they, um, right now they 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 they, 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 they knocking, on the the they're they're knocking on the door yeah, for the they knocking on the door for the playoffs. right now. Yeah, I think they only got
0: that one loss. So yeah, they doing pretty good. This it's good. good. It's, it's good to see them recruiting. No, yeah.
2: still a new player. To- yeah.
1: What you got oh. for us today in recruiting? Um, uh, so this week in recruiting, we want to talk a little bit about uh recruiting services. And social media, as far as getting your your information out and contacting these different coaches, um, with recruiting services, never ever pay for recruiting service. Uh, it, it should be a free service. Okay, so uh, if a recruiter or I'm, they're going to, if you play a sport, they're going to DM you and ask you, uh, can you fill out this questionnaire or whatever? But if they're NCAA certified, it's a free service to you. Um, the NCAA colleges pay the recruiting service to get your information. So, it should never be a recruiting service that you have to pay for. Um, and just remember that, you know, you, you you don't have to pay anything to get recruited. Um, no one can sit here and tell you, hey, if you pay me $400 or $200 or $100 every month, I'm going to get you a Ohio State offer. That's not true. I don't want anyone to believe that, uh, it, and it don't matter what sport you play, um, a recruiting service should be free. You should not have to play a dime to put your stuff on this recruiting service. Uh, and if they are charging you, um, you need to get out of their service ASAP. There are guys like that around everywhere. Everywhere, um, no matter what sport. Uh, like I said, it can be baseball, soccer, uh, basketball. Uh, do not ever pay a recruiting service to get your information out. They can never, ever get you a scholarship. Um, and one, one thing that, that a lot of these young people f- forget is how valuable the high school coach, the high school Principal and the high school janitor is because a lot of these college uh, secretary, all those, a lot of these college coaches, they when they come into the school building, the first person they meet is the secretary. So they can easily say, "Hey, you know, how's Glenn Campbell? What type of person is Glenn Campbell? Uh, what type of person is George Cameron?" and if that secretary, she's going to tell the truth. He's going to tell the truth because they don't really know. They might see a Michigan State or Arizona or Ohio State. But that ain't going to mean that to
2: them, man. Yeah. But,
1: you know, they're going to tell the truth. You know, um, there hasn't been a kid that's been recruited and got a scholarship offer that the high school coach did not speak with. That school, you know. So, either <clears throat> it's on the phone or um, in in the building, you know. Uh, and recruiters will walk around and talk to different people, just just to try to get some information on you. And, and their their job is to see what type of character kid you are, so they can know what type of kid they're recruiting and investing a lot of money in so um, with that being said on social media uh, and I tell my players this all the time and their kids I understand that so you got to tell them over and over and over again I mean keep it clean what you putting on social media what you're liking um, keep it clean you know you don't want to like something or post something that's you know crazy and then post your highlight tape after that, and then they can scroll and see everything you do. You know, um, going and talking to these colleges and and having these coaches come in. Like there's certain colleges that they have social media people. That's all their job is to do is to the kids that they're recruiting, the kids they're looking at from freshmen to seniors. Is to look at their social media and see who is put posting something that tells me I don't need to recruit that kid anymore because they're just looking for an out. Yeah. So if you give them an out, they're gonna take they're it. They're gonna take it and then you know on to the next person. And so uh, as far as recruiting right now, post your highlights on your social media. Make sure. You're promoting yourself. Make sure your college, your high school coach is helping promote you also. Um, if you post your stuff on Twitter, make sure your high school coach retweets it. Because your high school coach is probably friends with more college coaches than you are. Yep. So... Make sure that you have different avenues that can help you with the recruiting aspect. Your friends, um, if you got a big time recruit at your school, have him retweet your stuff. Excuse me. Have him retweet your stuff. And because there are people looking at his social media. There's no even that's buzz about it. If he a four or five-star recruit. And he he's going to a, a, a big time school. There's a lot of people looking at his social media. So if he retweets one of his teammates uh, or one of his buddies, somebody might look at it.
2: Oh, and that's you know? guaranteed. They're going to look at
1: <laughs> it. They may check it out and see. You know, is this dude? You know, why is he retweeting this? You know, so um, post it on, on all your social media networks. Um, Friend these colleges, you know, I'm not sitting here saying when you post your stuff to at every school, because now me, let's say I coach at at Bowling Green, Glenn coaches at Ohio U and George coaches at Mount Union. When I post my highlight tape and I at Bowling Green and Mount Union, but I don't at Ohio U. Then Ohio, you kind of like well, he ain't, inter- he ain't interested in me. So I know he interested in Mountain Union and Bowling Green. So we're gonna go on to the next person. You, so yeah. so in, in my eyes, just post your highlight tapes up. You know, friend those coaches, and, and hopefully those coaches will look at your your uh your highlight tape, and then they'll put you know they're getting your DM you know, and ask, for a que- ask you to fill out a questionnaire. Um, mm-hmm. The easiest thing to be able to get your information out is to, you can go to right now, any school, any sport, and fill out a questionnaire. You know, uh, matter of fact, me, myself, and Glenn, and George, both can go to a school right now and fill out a questionnaire, and we will get mail
2: yeah, that's, right now. Yeah, that was the first thing when I was in college. They used to send us was a questionnaire. We filled that out, and then we started getting our letters and stuff. After that,
1: yeah. So, um, you know, if, if you are interested in school, you know, uh, you can start as a freshman. You are interested in Ohio State, TCU, LSU. Go to those websites and fill out their recruiting questionnaire. Won't hurt, you know, um, because you might get lost in the sauce, but they then again they might take a look at it. And one thing that a lot of kids can say is once they actually do make contact with you, you can see they already got your information because you already filled out a questionnaire. So it's a it's a data, it's a database generator, but you're getting your information that you need out there. Um, but make sure you have your coaches involved with your recruiting. Um, There's going to be side handlers. There's going to be different high school agents, quote unquote, quote unquote, who's trying to, you know, tell you that you can get then get you recruited and get you out of state. They're going to be they're going to be trying to take different trips with you to camps, to visits and, and different things like that. A coach could care less about that person uh, because at the end of the day, that coach is going to talk to that high school coach. What type of football player is he? What type of kid is he? What type of grades does he get? And what's his test score? Can he help me? Can he help me win? You know. Um, so you know, we talked about the the NCAA and all that stuff. Uh, if if you're a high GPA kid and a high ACT score kid, that needs to be on your profile on your Twitter. That needs to be on your profile, on your Facebook. That needs to be on your highlight tape,
2: ASAP, so they can see it. Like they already know you're a qualifier, they're going to worry if,
1: about that? If you're you a 2.7 with a 20 ACT, you're a qualifier. Right now, I can take you. You know, there's certain schools that I take you right now, certain schools that you may need a higher ACT score. But you're a qualifier and they can see it. You know, it ain't no guessing, no nothing. Don't lie, though. Don't put that you got a 2.7 and you really got a 2.2. It's a paper trail, always. Because that coach is going to contact the high school. That coach is going to get the transcript. That coach is going to find out the truth. And the first time you lie is the last time you're going to lie to them because that's the last (laughs) time they're going to try to make any contact with you. So make sure you're truthful on your social media about your grades, your test scores, uh, because it all has to come back to them. So if if you're not truthful about it, they will find out. And they will find out immediately because they have to move on a hundred kids at your position. So um, just, you know, with the recruiting service, be careful, uh, don't pay for any recruiting service. Um uh, make sure your social media is clean. Make sure you're posting your highlight tape. You know, you can post each game. Each game highlight that you have posted. You know, the the more you have about yourself on your social media the, the better. better. Um that can help that co- that coach without contacting you, without contacting the coach find out a little more about you. Um and because at the end of the day, it's got to be a match on both ends. So that's my recruiting for today.
0: That's some valuable information. Uh, Again, just make sure you guys keep your social media clean. Make sure you guys aren't retweeting anything that could put a negative image on you. Not saying whatever you're retweeting, whether that's a song or, you know, even like a comedy video, you know, anything like that. You don't want anyone to just get any type of perception negatively. That could um, jeopardize a coach looking at you or contacting you, or even losing a scholarship. So just just be mindful of all that. And uh, players of the week. And last but not least, so this is a uh, we in week eight right now, right? Yeah. So previously week seven. So week seven nominees player of the week are our running backs today. It was uh all all uh, running backs. So first nominee, first time we mentioned him this year. Terrence Keyes, Madison senior running back. Man, man. Man, man had a uh, a big day against a a pretty good uh, gateway team out of Pennsylvania. Uh, 24 carries, 142 yards, and three touchdowns. And I believe from what I've told and what I've been read, that was in one half. Um, So, Mr. Consistent is next. I feel like he's on here every week. But the numbers – And what he what he does every week on a weekly basis just adds up, so it's hard to keep him off. Dom Leparo, again, another nominee, another week. Eight carries for one hundred and forty yards and two touchdowns against Calhoga Falls. So I feel like Dom is on here every week. I know everyone's going to get tired, but you guys need to stop him. (laughs) What what is Jesus? Um, Eight carries, one hundred forty two, and two touchdowns. And then our last guy is you know one of our guys that worked out with us over the winter. Uh Vic Dawson, um 14 carries, 135 yards and three touchdowns versus uh, Mineral Lake Catholic in their relief role. Um, he took over for uh Chip and he showed what he could do, you know. So now I believe that
2: and they the, really got that they got that one two punch I mean, yeah, there. Yeah, like they had last so Like we 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 already felt like, you know, we wanted to see Vic grow. I had a game I had a chance to be at that game last week. And I think Vic had a majority of that in the first half. Okay. I'm pretty sure he had the first. I think his first run was like 20-some yards. You know, I think he scored on his very first carry of that game. Um, and he had a, he had a great game, man. And you can see the growth in Vic. And what's so, what's so amazing with Vic is that he waiting his time. He like, he know he got chip in front of him. Um, and he know that, you know, it's going, cool. he going to play mainly some garbage minutes maybe or, you know, I mean, he's played actually Big minutes this year, but last week was his chance really to shine and be like, "Look, I'm gonna be that man next year at, uh, here at Hope." And you can see, you can clearly see that he gonna be that guy. Man, I was I was really proud of him. I'm proud of you too, man. Man, I know you're gonna listen to this, man. We all proud of you, even though you're down there in Masculine, You left us in Akron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we still proud of you, man. Regardless of what you do, bro. We've been we've been watching everybody around here. Been watching you since you was a little kid, man. So. You know, you keep up doing everything that you do. You're in a better situation for yourself, so we can never hate on you. We don't. We gonna always appreciate what you doing, man. And don't think that people up here in Akron is not appreciating it just because you left. That don't mean nothing, bro. We love you and we still gonna support you regardless of what you do.
0: Consensus Player of the Week. Who's your guy? <sighs> that
2: was, It's tough, man. I really wanna. I really wanna vote for man, man. To be honest with you, but. Just because I'm already expected that from you. So the, what the, the kind of shocked me was Vic stepping into that role. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, that was, and plus we seen what Vic, how Vic worked. You know what I'm saying? Vic come work with us and we see how hard Vic worked. And, uh, the fact that he went in there and did something like that, like basically they didn't even throw the ball last week. You know what I'm saying? he, I think Shane ran a touchdown in, but they was mainly giving it to him. I mean, and they won 49-6 without Chip, without, you know, and him going out there to do that. And I think he came close to even the Benedictine game. I think he came close because he had some big runs in that game too. He just didn't score. You know what I'm saying? So – he's close as a backup he's close to 500 he got to be close to 500 Ooh. with six or seven touchdowns man that's not bad for somebody that you really didn't even expect nothing because nobody knew who he was yeah, until he started he coming working with us and then i actually got to see him you know develop i'm, I'm actually saying i'm at all their games i'm actually seeing him develop as a running back remember we was talking about how he carried the ball yeah. you can see he's securing it a little bit better you can see each week growth Growth, You know what I'm saying? That's what we want to see. That's what I basically vote my own um, players of the week is the people I see grow. Who's your guy, Austin? I'm going to pick my guy off of
1: their opponent. Um, and I'm going to pick this guy because I feel like out of all three of those, this was the toughest game. And, and that's Terrence Keys. Um, uh, you know, we go way back, you know, so – his growth is amazing to me right now and what he's able to do and, and right now and what he did last week, 24 carries, nothing new to him, um, 142 yards and three touchdowns. That's against, a, a, I believe, that was the best team that, you know, Calgary Falls and you know, nothing against Calgary Falls and Middle Lake Catholic, but I believe that was the better Better yeah, team. Yeah. Oh yeah, was. And, yeah, and, uh, but but nothing. My I gotta go with man man. Um, take nothing away from Dom's. Mister Consistent. Sorry to go against Mister Consistent, and, and nothing away from Vic. Um, I, I just like what 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 Keys has been doing all year, and what he did against Gateway. You know, a, a powerhouse out of Pennsylvania coming in and having the game that he had.
0: I'm a. Uh I was going to split decision between Vic and, and, and Terrence, uh, Vic, because he stepped into that, that, that backup road, that relief road that probably wasn't expected going in that he was going to get that many carries and, and doing what he, what, you know, people that, that know him and, you know, we, we we're a little bit closer to him than, you know, some others that may, may listen to this, but, um, we, we knew what he could do. So stepping into that situation, I think is, uh, you know that was that was good to see great to see and great to read about Terrence Keys again. You know, the best team you guys have played so far this year. Um in a way it happened um believe it was all in a, in a spurt of uh, um, just went on a crazy barrage of points and uh you're having a good year man. Um again like George said we're happy to see your girl. We we've known you a long time and uh we know your family pretty well and uh it, it's just uh good to see that that you're having a year that that you want to have and you know that um you're flourishing so that, that's good to see so i'll just go split decision between terrence keys and uh victor dawson for player of the week so we're out of time for the day make sure you guys stay tuned with us on facebook that's at fix sports academy make sure you guys follow us on twitter at get fixed the pod that's on twitter if you guys want to follow me I'm at gkm1 on Twitter. Coach Klopp is at Coach Klopp on Twitter. George is One Man One Dream ENT on Twitter. Um, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, that's Get Fixed the Podcast on Instagram and Fixed Sports Academy on Instagram. Um, so again, thanks you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week.